more people every day are ditching animal products, embracing plant-based foods, and speaking up for what matters. With my experience as an international instructor for vegan nutrition and an award-winning author, I interview experts, innovators, and celebrities about the global movement towards a plant-based future. Do you want to learn how to combat the injustice in our food system affecting your health, the animals, and the planet? Well, you're in the right place. It all starts here with eating like you give a damn. Welcome to the Eating Like You Give a Damn podcast, the place to discover your passion for plant-based living one bite at a time. I'm your host, Stephanie Harder. If you've ever wondered how to be more effective at reaching people with your message of healthy plant-based eating, then wait till you get a taste of this. Because today's guest is Ronnie Tsunami, a speaker, business coach, and expert in accelerating the growth of the plant-based movement, and he's from Honolulu, Hawaii. Ronnie shares his story of rapidly declining health to becoming completely bedridden, And he finally saw hope for the first time when his wife invited him to watch the film Forks Over Knives, which documents people with chronic conditions as they succeed at reducing their dependence on medications through a whole food plant-based lifestyle. And you're going to hear how after regaining his health in just six weeks since going plant-based, Ronnie found himself on the same stage with the doctor who was featured in that film and who led the largest study on nutrition ever conducted. I'm talking about Dr. T. Colin Campbell. And oh boy, wait until you hear about the biggest thing that pissed Ronnie off after returning to his own medical doctor after he got better. What the doctor said to him will absolutely shock you. Now, Ronnie is best known as a change the world coach who helps leaders and organizations to accelerate the growth of their world-changing movements. And he does that tsunami style. Ronnie's been in the training and education space for over 25 years, and his innovative solutions have been implemented in more than 10,000 academic companies and organizations around the world, including Microsoft, the US Air Force, and Plant Pure Nation. Ronnie has a certificate in plant-based nutrition from eCornell University, and he's helped to build online and local support communities with millions of members in over 400 cities around the world. And he's the co-founder of the Plant-Based Society, which provides access to plant-based training courses and resources, and is currently setting up local chapters around the world to help people transition to a healthy plant-based lifestyle. We also talk about the biggest challenge that both plant-based and vegan organizations face and Ronnie's proposal to overcome that challenge, how you can help accelerate the growth of the plant-based movement, even if traditional activism isn't your thing. And this episode is chock full of helpful tools and resources on making your change to plant-based affordable, sustainable, and of course, healthy, no matter if you're just getting started or you've been on the path to eating plant-based for a while. And what better time than now to make sure you know that there's a free online community full of helpful and inspirational people just like you who are rebelling against old food habits and making progress towards a fully plant-based diet for a variety of reasons, like health and wellness, a love for animals, and helping to sustain nature. If you're looking for recipes and support from a cool crowd of rebels, 
join us in the Eating Like You Give a Damn community on Facebook. Request to join the revolution at eatinglikeyougiveadamn.com forward slash group. And now hold on to your hats because Ronnie Tsunami is about to blow you away. All right. I am really excited to introduce Mr. Ronnie Tsunami. Thanks so much for joining us on the show. Aloha. Aloha. And of course, like I mentioned in your introduction, you're originally from Hawaii. And I love that you you use that all throughout your branding. That's amazing. Uh, definitely. It's you know not just a, a saying, but it is really our approach. You know, Aloha comes from two words. Aloha is to share and ha means the breath of life. So when I say aloha, and especially in the vegan world, right? In the plant-based lifestyle and promoting each other and our health and animals and the environment, sustainability, and even spirituality to an extent, right? That's what it's all about, sharing the aloha. Yeah, I love that. That's so awesome. So I know that you and I had originally met. I had heard of you, known of you for a while because you have a pretty prominent presence in the plant-based and vegan communities. So I've seen you on social media, but at this past year's Tampa Bay Veg Fest. I was so excited to finally see you speak and to actually like interact with you. You've got such an amazing energy and passion that just exudes from you. So it's very awesome. Well, thank you. It was great meeting you as well. And and Tampa, I love Tampa. I really loved the vibe uh, from Tampa and the people there. They were so nice. And of course, meeting people like you who are so passionate about being vegan and really supporting the animals and Again, the plant-based lifestyle as well. There's a lot of reasons, right, for that. But your passion shown through, and I'm really excited for you and, and your new book. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah, it's very exciting stuff. Uh, I know you've got some exciting things coming down the pipeline too, which we'll get into as well. But I kind of want to kick things off. What I do with my guests at first is we start to unravel a little bit of your plant-based story. Tell us a little bit about where you were before you discovered a plant-based, vegan-friendly way of living. What was your What was your diet like? What was your mood about health, and what was going on? You know, being from Hawaii, in, in Hawaii, it's pretty common to to eat a lot of meat. We have a lot of different cultures, Asian being a, a very big one, along with the, in Polynesian and and so on. But being of a Filipino ethnic background, uh, eating pork and chicken very common for us, and in Hawaii being surrounded by a lot of water. There's a lot of seafood, obviously. So eating fish uh, and just seafood in general is very common. I mean, it's, it's, it's almost expected of you. So growing up, being a carnivore, that's the way I lived for 45 years. Uh, I was really just a typical island boy eating my traditional foods. What's funny is my daughter had turned... Uh, vegan when she was very young in her teens, early teens. And I had told her, hey, don't tell me how to eat. That's your own choice, but it's my culture. Don't don't tell me how to, to live my life. A few of my other guests, you know, have talked about just how ingrained they are in their culture and they just don't want to think about stepping outside of that culture. It's almost like I don't know. It's almost feel. It almost feels taboo in a way. Right. It's a betrayal, right? And that's the thing. We associate food with so much of our our background, our history, because our family traditions are often based around food. Mm -hmm. And so, the celebratory times in our life 
which we cherish, right? Those are the experiences that we really, that's all we at the end of our life have, those experiences. We can't take our possessions with us, but we can take our memories, our experiences. So with food being so tied to our psychological background for us, it's no wonder that people like me said, hey, don't mess with my background. Don't mess with my tradition. Don't mess with my history. So for years, I ate the way I did. And I didn't even realize how bad it was for me until back in 2015, okay, 2014, uh, in October, I was already walking with a cane and hmm. was feeling these effects uh, where I had heavy inflammation and, and gout was a, a big problem, which is common among Filipinos and uh, anybody that eats a lot of meat, but it is a genetic condition. It's not just diet. Diet's actually one third of, of gout. So there was a lot of things that I was facing with physically. And then my eyes started shaking. And when I say my eyes started shaking, by October, I had to go into the ER because I was falling down. Every three to five minutes, I would basically get vertigo where I felt like I was falling off the edge of a cliff. You ever walk to the edge of a, a cliff or a, like a balcony and then you step back and you jerk back because you you feel like you're about to fall forward that was happening every happening every three <laughs> minutes so it was very debilitating and i went to the er and they said the doctor said uh, i can see your eyes shaking literally shaking but we don't know why and mm. i went home and it just got worse and worse and by april of 2015 i was pretty much bedridden because i I couldn't stand up, I had heavy inflammation and my eyes were shaking. So I couldn't work my, I couldn't work on the computer. I do. That's what I did building training programs around the world and working with coaches and speakers and authors. And I couldn't do any of that because I couldn't even stare at the computer. I was literally falling asleep and I was diagnosed with narcolepsy because to me, I was just tired from all the shaking. So the doctors were like, well, we think it's neurological and, uh, you know, where you can prescribe some different medicines to control a lot of the symptoms, but nothing was really getting at the root cause of it. So I pretty much resigned myself to a life of uh, doing nothing. I couldn't work and I couldn't stand. I couldn't walk. I couldn't perform. I was a musician as well right, with the Tsunami Wave Riders. And here I am basically uh, just lying down or sitting down and watching TV and doing nothing else. And I was suicidal to be honest with you, because known as the tsunami, right? Ronnie tsunami, it was always basically going big, going fast. I had made an, a, a name of going bigger and faster by doing things so much more, right? Going in and doing the work of three to five people and using technology and so on. So I had this whole brand around that. And here I am now in April, not able to do anything, doing less than what one person was. So. I felt really down and depressed. And a lot of people face this, right? When they have health challenges. And it was then that it got really dangerous for me. And my wife, my my wife and my daughter were concerned. I have five kids. And one of my daughters, Kayla, had given me a video to watch called Cowspiracy. And I watched Cowspiracy and I said, oh wow, you know, you start to learn about the impact of animal agriculture on the planet, right? Mm-hmm. And then my wife, who had been, who had turned vegan five years prior to 2015, she gave me a DVD called Forks Over Knives, 
And she had just watched a pre-screening of Plant Pure Nation in a movie theater. And she said, hey, this movie's coming out in July, but you should watch Forks Over Knives, which is the movie before it with Dr. T. Colin Campbell. And it's got the science behind plant-based nutrition. I think you really need to watch this. And I said, oh, what the hell? I got nothing to lose. I'm in bed. Put it in. I watched it. And it was for the first time that I said, oh, my gosh, is this a solution for me? So you saw hope for the first time. I saw hope. And remember, my daughter had turned vegan 11 years prior. My wife had turned vegan five years prior. So here I am going, wait a minute. There's something to this. So the next day, I watched it on May 22nd. By May 23rd, I went vegan. I went totally plant. Man, I, I mean, need to be clear on this because there's a difference between vegan and plant-based. And I went plant-based, right? Because I, was, I wasn't doing it for the animals. I was doing it for my health. Within two weeks of going plant-based, I could walk without a cane. Wow. I could get up and walk without a cane. Within four weeks after that, so a total of six weeks, my nystagmus, the, my, the shaking of my eyes, stopped. So I could work on the computer. I could not get sick to my stomach every three minutes, uh, which then pissed me off. Right? Because I said, <laughs> wait a minute. Wait a minute. That's a different kind of reaction than I was expecting in this story. I really understand. <laughs> I'm a little short Hawaiian guy, right? Pretty educated. I mean, I built training programs for, for a living for 25 years, educating people. That's what I did. And here I was, the most uneducated person in the world to me about eating more fruits and veggies. You, you're telling me I suffered for a year and no doctor said eat more fruits and veggies to, to, to get healthier. I said, really? Really? That's what it took? So I was pissed. And uh, mm. I started delving into everything I could. I was watching every YouTube video. I was watching Dr. T. Colin Campbell and Dr. Barnard and Dr. Greger. I watched everything to understand why, not just what I didn't know, but why I didn't know it. And since then, other movies have come out, right? Like What the Health really is a great movie to explain some of the feelings behind it of why we don't know. And Plant Pure Nation which was the movie that was coming out at the time. And, and it came out in, on July 4th, right, in 2015. I ended up watching Plant Pure Nation also, which also explains about the lobbyists and why we don't hear about plant-based nutrition more. So mm -hmm. I delved into it. And I, my goal was to build a training and education program, a global training and education program. I was going to start Go Vegan TV. And I was like, there's got to be a, a way to, to tell people about this. And that's when I ended up meeting with Nelson Campbell. And uh, from there, because he was in Mebane, he was created Plant Pure Nation. And he's the son of Dr. T. Colin Campbell. And I met up with him. He happened to be only two, two hours away from me. I'm in Charlotte, North Carolina. He was in Mebane, uh, where they filmed Plant Pure Nation. And from there, I joined Plant Pure Nation as the uh, chief information officer. They were just starting the company. And by July... July 9th or so, I was actually on stage with Dr. D. Colin Gamble promoting the film, Plant Your Nation, which was being screened there. And that was a thrill for me because here I had been literally just a few weeks prior watching all the videos of Dr. You know, T. Colin Gamble. And uh, now he's become a good friend of mine, you know, Colin, because we work together through Plant Your Nation. So all of this stuff that came around happened like at supersonic speed. I mean, here I was mm -hmm. of carnivore on May 22nd, 
by July 9th, I'm on stage with Dr. Campbell and I'm, I'm with Plant Your Nation. I end up becoming the chief marketing officer, promoting the film, promoting the meals, building support communities. And I didn't build it alone, to be clear. Plant Pure Pods was a program that Nelson had created and I had helped to build and to roll out because I had built online communities with prior work. I built hundreds of communities in technology. Now I here I was helping to build it in wellness. So I was in a totally different state. And I got to tell you, the one thing that still nagged at me was why my doctors didn't say to me, hey, eat more fruits and veggies. So I went back to my doctor. Like, you got to look at this because here I am, you know, by July involved with Plant Your Nation at a pretty deep level, right? And I go back to my doctor and I say, hey, why is it you didn't tell me to eat more fruits and veggies, please? Just tell me that. Because he, what happened was I went back for my test results. And this is, I can't exactly remember when, but it, was, it wasn't more than two months after I went plant-based. All of a sudden, my cholesterol levels drop, right? My LDLs, everything, my triglycerides, you know, which had been in the 400 range, had dropped. And here I am at 140s in terms of my, my cholesterol, uh, where I said, well, he said, well, what, what happened? What'd you do? And I said, I was eating more fruits and veggies. And I said, so why didn't you tell me to eat more fruits and veggies, doc? Right? Aren't you the <laughs> expert? Did you get all the training? And I've since learned why. They don't get a lot of training in nutrition. And he said, I didn't think you could do it. I said, what? Oh, so he, he said, knew the secret. He said, listen, I, I eat, and this is the doctor talking. He said, I eat a medallion of meat every day. And I couldn't stop eating meat. So I assumed you, especially with your background being from Hawaii, he knew we had talked a lot about what I like to eat. And he said, I just didn't think you could eat vegan. And right then and there, I said, there's, there's validation of what my mission is. We've got to change this perception that you can't change. How do we change the perception that you can't change? Hmm. Training and education. Create learning programs that people and support programs to encourage people to one, learn about it and two, transition to and live a lifestyle. It's not easy, right? If you've been living one way, especially when you're constantly bombarded with messages mm -hmm. that say, eat more protein, eat more fat, eat more protein. We see this all the time with you know the keto diet, right, and and the paleo diet. Correct. Yeah, you lose more weight, and that's the whole thing, right? We're a very vanity-based <laughs> society uh, where everything seems to be all about the way you look. That's a big <laughs> deal. So, with knowing that that's the big deal, that's what's foremost in people's minds. They had to address that, and the paleo diet being a big one, a lot of my friends right now, right now still are on the paleo diet. And I warn them, I said, listen, you do realize that you have four times the rate of cancer, right? Paleo diet, you're 75% higher mortality rate. Yeah, you're skinnier, but you can buy a skinnier coffin. I mean, really, is that what the end goal here is? <laughs> so, you know, that's where I'm at now. So that kind of mm -hmm. kicked off a lot of, for me of, the passion that you hear and that you see when I'm out there, because I'm a very unintimidating, I'm a short little Hawaiian guy, I tell people. And I go, listen, I understand 
you know, if I gain a little weight, it shows. <laughs> I'm five foot two, <laughs> right? It it'll show, and I understand. Look, I said, but not only do you do, it's not just about weight loss. I mean, obesity is a whole nother issue. I said, this is not just. You know, there's there's so much more. Fourteen of the top fifteen chronic diseases, right, of our body, not just obesity, are related to what we eat. What we eat matters. That it matters, and it doesn't matter just to the body. So when I went plant based. It was for health reasons. And then when you start to watch all these videos and I watched, yes, I watched Forks Over Knives. I watched Plant Pure Nation. You know, I, of course, What the Health is a, is a, is a big movie for me. And uh, then I watched Earthlings, which was I, mm. it's a 26 minute video, right? Earthlings.com. If you haven't gone there, be warned. It's gruesome. I watched five minutes of it and I kept, and that's like me fast forwarding in the video guy. I can't watch that fast forward, fast forward. I, I watched like a total of five minutes of that. And I said, if you watch five minutes of this video and it doesn't change your life or you say, I'm not eating another animal, you know, then you're not human in the connection there. I, I just, I ended up watching a lot of these different movies, species, species, and, and so many other films, documentaries that are already out there, right? You don't right. have to, learn everything in a book you can watch a video and you can quickly share a video and right then and there i said i'm gonna build the largest training and education program the largest learning program on plant-based living so people can understand the impact to their health and animals mm. and the environment and just from a spiritual side of things of knowing you're not you're not having the life force of a, an animal that suffered you know and even if it didn't suffer it doesn't matter you're to take the life of another animal uh it's that philosophy of life for me that now two four years later i can't believe it's four years later four years later even my kids are like you're a totally different person dad mm. my my son who i had issues with before just said you react differently you're my i'm much more empath or empathic i say uh i'm i'm much more um caring compassionate I'm a compassionate kind of guy. And I, I hate to say that I wasn't a compassionate guy, but when you feel connection with other animals now, let alone other humans, right, that we're with, we're all animals at the end of the day. To feel that connection and try to empathize, I think that's been the biggest change. It's not just about diet for me. It's not just about health. True. And I notice a lot of um, people do find their way to a plant-based lifestyle through, you know, the interest of their own health. But I, I tend to see over and over again, a lot of people will stay with it when they have a bigger why than just their own health. Because think about how many of us have, you know, the type of mindset, you know, we just will cheat on a diet, you know, because we want comfort, we want to partake in our cultural you know, foods. And we want to, you know, we want to do things socially with people that accept us for enjoying the type of food that they prepare if it's not in alignment with, with the diet that we've chosen for our health. So would you say that seeing these films and really finding connection, that spiritual connection that you're talking about as it relates to animals and the environment, would you say that's kind of the missing piece that usually, you know, gets people to stay? It is because the problem is if, if you're, for instance, if I, if I just relied on eating plant-based for my health for gout, for instance, right? And and gout, you know, diet can impact it. It's about one third of the issue, the two thirds genetic. But the, even on the gout side, if you're just on that borderline uh, of the level of gout and you drop your, you eat plant-based, it'll drop below the level, an acceptable level, and, and you won't have these gout flare-ups. The catch is 
you know, people will then say, well, I have no gout right now, so I can go ahead and eat a little beef or a little pork and a little chicken and a little seafood. And it, it won't, you know, it'll raise it a little and I can just then go back to my lifestyle. And, and it's so easy to just drop back and not understand that you're doing it for health reasons is, is great. Don't get me wrong, but there's other things at stake. And so it is either, it is so much, uh, it's so easy for someone who does it just for health reasons to not stay plant-based because especially let's say they lose weight, right? I, I lost uh, within 30 days when I went plant-based, I lost uh, 20 something pounds, 21 pounds. Uh, nice. And I've kept it off. I don't really exercise much. So uh, my wife will attach to that because she's always saying I should exercise more. But <laughs> she's reminding was, you to be a little bit more healthy. <laughs> but naturally I stay, but I've, I've only, I've basically stayed 20 pounds less, you know, than I used to be yeah. uh, with no exercise. Uh, and it's so easy, right? Oh, I lost weight. So why bother if I eat a little here and there, a little meat, a little, and I hear this a lot in moderation, right? Oh, moderation. Mm, yeah. oh, no, I'm sorry. Moderation can kill. So contrary to popular belief. So the fact is that, yes, it's definitely, it's sad to me that people who go plant-based just for health reasons that don't learn about the other impact because there's so much more to learn. I always tell people this, I say, listen, you do realize beyond health that living up by changing just your diet, by eliminating animals from your diet, right? Sentient beings, by just eliminating, changing one thing of all the different causes you can face in the world, okay? And you can try to solve. By changing your diet, you can help to educate people about bettering their health, right? Stopping 14 of the top, not just stopping, you can you can even reverse some of our top chronic diseases like heart disease, okay, number one. So that alone, let alone 14 of the 15 chronic diseases, okay? So from a health reason, you could save billions of dollars in health costs, right? Related to your diet, number one. And save millions of lives of people, okay, number one. Two, we know that global warming, climate change, is heavily impacted by animal agriculture. So you can fight global warming and climate change with the way you eat. And then three, the killing of billions of animals, right? 156 billion land animals a year. That doesn't include the animals in the sea, okay? Saving lives. We, we, we have this huge outrage over a person killing a lion in Africa. And I go, yeah, but you're eating an animal a day. Uh, so 365 animals a year, you're, you're complaining, but you could save billions of animals, okay? Then we talk about deforestation, again, due to animal agriculture, dead zones in the water, due to animal agriculture. Then we talk about just the spirituality side or even the social justice, the millions of people that have lack food security, that lack nutrition. We have cultures where there are just whole societies that lack access to healthy food, that impact uh, impacts so much more about their family, their work, the social justice issues related to animal agriculture. So you have all of these different causes. I said, name me one other thing, one thing in the world you could do that could impact so many other movements. Name me one thing. 
I will jump to that. I mean, I, I know people that are all about helping people in, in third world countries. I mean, even the other one, starvation, world starvation. We could literally end world starvation by going plant-based, taking the grain that 50% goes to feeding animals, we could take that same grain and it would actually feed the rest of the world. So climate change, the health crisis, world hunger, deforestation, social justice. Again, name me one thing you could do, the one thing you could do that could impact so much other than simply changing what you eat. Mm-hmm. That's ridiculous. Why we can't get more people to change? I mean, that's that's what I do. I, I literally go out to VegFest and to other groups around the country, to uh, different uh, towns and cities, saying, "Hey, guys, uh, everyone says they want to change the world. Let me give you a little hint. I'm going to whisper this to you, and then I'm going to scream it. All right, just <laughs> what you eat matters." So uh, here's a little tip, eat more fruits and veggies. And, I, and the thing is, I'm not one that uh, believes that everyone's gonna change. And, and, and quite frankly, uh, there are a number of people who will literally come up to me and say, hey, you should promote veganism, not plant-based. And I go, what? They say, yeah, vegan versus plant-based. It's all about, I, I, listen, I'm vegan. I'm, my shirt here, if you can't see it, it says vegan warrior. Right? Vegan warrior, I love it. Right. And I, I got this from Christopher August, who, who founded the Vegan Warrior Academy. This is it. I mean, this is the, the thing that to me, I, I'm all about the animals. However, I know having built training and education programs for 25 years, right? This is what I did for a living. I know that uh, there are some people that will instantly switch, but a majority of people take steps. And the thing is, you want them to take the journey because here's the thing. I can teach all day long. I can train and educate, but that doesn't mean people will learn. People who take the journey themselves, that connect the dots themselves. I cannot connect the dots for them. When people connect the dots for themselves, that's when real learning and real change happens. Yes. Until then, I'm just a commercial. True. Yeah, I agree 100%. Right? That's, you, you wrote an outstanding book. It is an amazing book because it, it really makes you think, right? And that's the beauty. All you can do is position material in front of them, right? They have to pick it up and read it or watch it or listen to it. But when they start to connect the dots in their head and go, wait a minute, oh, wait a minute. Yeah, it helps help. But there's all these animals that are also in factory farms and oh it's horrible oh wait a minute it's impacting the earth the runoff from these farms that's also impacting the earth and and they're clearing all the lands for the animals to feed you understand when you start to connect those dots all of a sudden those cheat days don't exist there is no cheat day you can't cheat on animals on literally killing of animals you can cheat on your diet but it's a whole nother level of, of, of respecting yourself, of respecting life. And, and if there's anything I can say to people listening to this, that the one thing I've learned in this journey for myself, and I was the worst one. Like I said, I've, if you were to calculate the number of animals that I 
really is responsible for, right? And, and killing. I know that I have a lot to atone for, but I can tell you this. In this whole journey of going plant-based and being vegan now, it is my respect for life that sticks in my mind of all life, not just animals, not just humans, but the life of the planet, the life of future generations, right? I have five mm -hmm. kids, two grandkids. That legacy of life is what I wanna leave behind. And I have to believe, I believe in my soul that other people want to leave a legacy of life as well. That respect for life impacts everything. I mean, just from a society standpoint and in, in dealing with a lot of the social justice issues, right? Racial divisions that we face here in the US and around the world. You know, people say, well, what does race have to do with, you know, eating vegan, eating plant-based? I go, it, it has to do with a lot. It's respect for life. Mm -hmm. uh, the way we empathize, the way we connect with each other. If everyone was connected, literally, if everyone was literally connected emotionally, mentally to each other and understood the challenges they faced, you understand this to be a totally different world. But how do we do that? How do we stay connected to each other when in the back of our mind, we literally block our minds to say, okay, I know eating meat's bad for the animals. And I know it's not always healthy for me, but I'm gonna block off a piece of my conscience while I'm eating this because I don't wanna think about all those poor animals dying. I'm just gonna enjoy my hamburger because I enjoy the taste. All right. Sure. You, you, you block off your mind. We're so good at compartmentalizing. There you go, that's the term. So yeah. what else are we compartmentalizing? What are, what are we doing? What else are we segmenting from our partitioning from our brain, <laughs> that empathy part of it. And that's what I'm saying is when you have that freedom that comes, people say, oh my, it's so restrictive. I go, no, it's not. It really isn't. It freed my mind. It freed my heart. And I said that level, I said, I wish, I so wish you could enjoy what the freedom that I enjoy now. And it is that respect for life that I have now, that freedom to respect all life with no guilty conscience whatsoever anymore. I, I have forgiven myself for the five, 45 years of eating meat before. Uh, I have forgiven myself and my wife and my daughter are probably the shock of, of, of the transformation that's happened to me. But that's what I tell people. You plant the seeds and you water. You never know. In my case, my family planted the seeds for 11 years. Okay, and nothing happened, nothing. And then when that seed sprouted, it became a plant-powered tsunami, right? That's, <laughs> I love it. That's the, the thing. So don't give up. When your spouse says, hey, I'm going to eat this, you eat that, you know, don't, don't bother me. Don't give up. When your kids say, hey, I'm going out with my friends and this is the way you eat. I don't want to look like the, the kid on the outside that, you know, listens to their parents all the time. Ha, ha, ha. Don't give up. You know, when you have that family mother, member, whether it's your mother or your father, that's had a heart attack and says, well, I don't know if I can change my diet right now because, you know, your mother cooks this way and blah, 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 whatever the excuse is. And you say, I'm going to give up. Don't. Do not give up because it's not just their health. It's their health. It's the planet. It's animals. It's your spirituality here. It's your uh, belief in life and it's future generations. There's so much more at stake here. 
don't give up because you just never know when that seed will sprout. I agree too. You know, as far as communicating with with our loved ones, with um, the people that we encounter in life, you know, when you're saying don't give up, what are what are the, some of the best strategies? You know, I mean, we see um, probably a lot of strong personalities in the vegan community, and while that works with some people and for some people. You know, a lot of people feel they're being rubbed the wrong way. They're, you know, having ideals shoved onto them that that don't resonate right now because they're just not in that headspace or they're just not in that season of life where they're open to the message. So what are some strategies you can offer for people as far as communicating goes? I've encountered a lot of this. As, as I mentioned, I was uh, the chief marketing officer for Plant Pure Nation, right? big community, thousands, like tens of thousands of people that are part of the, the members. So we got a lot of input from people in the community. And now with the plant-based society, I've, I've encountered this as well. And the one thing that uh, sticks out in my mind, one of the hesitations that people have, they say, I'm not an expert. And if anything, they say, who the hell am I to tell other people how to eat or what not to eat when I was this way for years? Mm. <laughs> I've been there, right? So that's the thing that the biggest hesitation people have is who am I to preach when I was a sinner? Right? Right. Listen, you got for number one, you got to forgive yourself. You have to forgive yourself. And that's one of the, the things I talk about, uh, about how to forgive yourself. But the other thing is to let other people talk for you. And there's mm. so much information out there. So what, for instance, someone will say to me, and I had, this is a true story. I had someone to say to me, listen, I have pancreatic cancer and I just wanted to let you know. And I said, whoa, my aunt had died from pancreatic cancer a couple of years ago. And I said, hey, I want to share something with you. And it's a video. It's okay. It kind of talks about some of the reasons for pancreatic cancer. And, um, and I shared a video from Dr. Greger. So Dr. Greger is an MD, right? So I went to mm -hmm. nutritionfacts.org, did a search on pancreatic cancer, pulled up a video, sent it to him and it's a short mini video right i think three to five minutes somewhere in there and i said watch this if you if you want to learn a little bit more and if you want i can even share more with you but watch this and let me know what you think came back to me and says oh my gosh i had no idea by the way this person was a vegetarian mm. but i take it vegetarian who ate chicken so they were uh ah little confusion yeah, so like, there with the term vegetarian then right <laughs> <laughs> and I said, yeah, so, you know, and again, people, I have family members who were eating a lot of meat and again, suffered health issues. And I would say, hey, I know you don't want to hear about me eating, being vegan. This is just my, my choice. But I thought this information related to your health may be of interest. If and That's all I do. It's what happens. It's no longer me. Right. Uh, it's it's someone else. So I, I have videos from Dr. Barnard and, and Dr. T. Colin Campbell and uh, Dr. Khan and so many other, uh, you know, Dr. Carney, Dr. Linda Carney. She's an awesome doctor as well. And I simply said, hey, why don't you watch this video? I share a video from YouTube. And it's so quick, right? We have our phones with us. Just grab your phone, go on YouTube, share a video. And I said, listen, this, if you have any questions, feel free to ask me. But I just wanted, I thought this might be of interest to you. Hey, mm -hmm. and you can even say it indirectly. And I've had this before where I talk to people and I said, 
oh, you know, if you know someone with some health challenges, I knew they they had health challenges, but I didn't confront them about it. I just said, hey, uh, I'm kind of on this health kick because uh, I had some health challenges myself. And if you know, wink, wink, of anybody with <laughs> health challenges, uh, there's this great video that I saw or this great movie. And I would often share Forks Over Knives. Nice. And Forks Over Knives is on Netflix. And then Plant Pure mm -hmm. Nation film was on Netflix. And now you can go to plantpurenation.com and watch the film for free. It was taken off of Netflix now and it's available for free. And then I would recommend What the Health uh, and all these other different films, documentaries. And then they would, oh, that's kind of cool. Hey, I know you're into the environment. You wanna, might want to watch Cowspiracy. Boom. So again, there, you no longer have to be the expert. And I even created a website. So if you on, on Plant-Based Society's website, if you go to plantbasedinfo.com. So if you're trying to figure out where to send people, if you yourself, if you're talking to someone in the store, like, you know, I cannot tell you how many people at the cash register, like cashier, will say something because they'll see my shirt and go, oh, you're vegan. Oh, I've been thinking about it, but I, I don't know where to start, blah, blah, blah. And I go, oh, well, I'll tell you what, you know, I used to, my, my wife used to go, Ronnie, why don't you carry business cards? I said, who's going to carry a bunch of business cards with vegan on it or uh, plant-based variety <laughs> cards? She said, you, you're the founder. You should carry this. I said, well, I'm kind of, I'm a lazy, I, I tell people I'm a lazy ass. I'm a la lazy ass islander. <laughs> I'd rather be on a beach or surfing. I don't want too much work, too much work. And she says, they come up with a better way. So here's what I did. I, I created plantbasedinfo.com, which is a, a page on, on Plant-Based Society's website. But plantbasedinfo.com has a little window that people, you put their email address. So as I'm talking to people, I go, hey, if you really, would you really want information on plant-based eating and eating vegan? And they're like, yeah. I go, here, what's your email address? And I pull it up on my phone. I go to plantbasedinfo.com. I have a little link. I bookmarked it. And then I type in there. I said, you want to put your email address? They put their email address or I type it in there. It sends them the plant-based tsunami or the plant-powered tsunami presentation, PowerPoint, PDF. And so they have information and then they get information on plant-based eating from the plant-based society and tips and tricks. And on that same page, there's FAQs and little questions like, where do I get my protein? Isn't doesn't the Bible say that we shouldn't, you know, that we're supposed to eat animals? That's perfect. It covers so many of the common questions that we hear. Yeah. FAQ. So I, I created like top 10 FAQs, which have a little phrase that you can say and a video. If there's often a, a video available, I can I put that there. So you have no excuse. You can literally with no training read off. What'd you say? Where do I get my protein? Well, and then you just read it off of the page and it shows up there. And it's things like that, that resources like that. I have a plant-based, if you go to plantbaseddirectory.com, it takes people to the plant-based directory of resources with all the training programs, all the books and the links to that, you know, plant-based, you like courses. Well, I want training. I need to learn more about it, but I don't know where there's so many videos on YouTube, blah, blah, blah. I go, listen, go to plantbasedtraining.com. I tried to make this simple, right? It was like, where do I get plant-based info? Plantbasedinfo.com. Where do I get training on plant-based life? Plantbasedtraining.com. I need to see a director. <laughs> plant-based director. I just, how do I make this so stupidly easy for people? You are like a serial problem solver, which is amazing. Like you just think of the easiest way to, to solve people's problems, answer their questions, and you just 
Create it and direct them to that one place. That's perfect. But I, I, I have to be honest. It's because I'm lazy. <laughs> I'm a, if, I, if there's a lazy vegan, it would be me. I'm seriously a lazy vegan. If I do the way <laughs> make a people, oh, it's so too, it's too hard to to eat vegan and eat plant based because there's so many ingredients and the recipe books are like 30 steps to create, you know, a dessert. Blah 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 blah. I go, you know, I know a recipe that's pretty simple. It's like two cans. My wife came up with that, two cans, and uh, it's black beans and tomatoes and then you stir it and put some spices in it and you got yourself a little nice little side dish there or main dish depending on and here's the benefits of beans right and here's the benefits of tomatoes and here if we start to talk about these things i go there you go tell me again oh i don't i don't really like to cook i said well plant pure nation has a whole line of frozen meals you can microwave in five to seven minutes and they're available at Publix. Uh, oh, it's too expensive. They're five dollars. They're five dollar meals. And if you want uh, rice and beans, are pretty cheap in my neighborhood. I don't know about your neighborhood. Here, <laughs> here's how much it costs. Ellen Jaffe Jones has a book on on how to eat vegan on four four dollars four dollars a day, right? Yeah. How about that book? And there's another woman. She's got another website that talks about eating on plant based on a budget. I go, okay. What's your excuse this time? Because so, let me tell you, there's a lot at stake. And and let me apologize. I don't mean to say excuse. There are a lot of reasons why we we do what we do, why we live the way we live. But the fact is, there is a lot of stake at stake here. And the fact is, there are so many resources. There's so much help available to you now. Don't let your own self, your own mind, your own fear get in the way. There's a lot of fear, right? Uh, what if I can't do this? What if I fail? And changing my diet. What if I uh, don't know how to respond to my family if they tell me why am I eating like this? There's a lot of fear there. Don't be afraid to fail. We all fail at one point or another. Because understand, there is a growing community, right? Plant-based is so popular now. You know, in some countries, it's growing 100% to 1,500% in terms of the number of products purchased, right? The growth of the industry. So with that in mind, you're no longer alone. You are not alone. We're here to help. Yeah, I love that. And speaking of the resources and the, the ease of getting a hold of the information that people seem to be missing in order to kind of put the pieces together and implement it into, into their own life, because we all have unique backgrounds. We have unique challenges. We have a unique day-to-day -day way about how we live our lives. So talking about the resources, tell us a little bit about what you're doing with Plant-Based Society, which you have co-founded. Sure. So my wife and I co-founded Plant-Based Society. Joanna and I wanted to create an organization that could actively help people transition to what one, learn about a plant-based lifestyle and transition to a plant-based lifestyle and then really live a plant-based lifestyle, right? It's one thing to transition. Mm -hmm. Then after that initial transition, then what? Uh, so we created the Plant-Based Society to be kind of an association, right? With chapters. So it's not just a, a group of independent groups. And by the way, Plant Pure Nation has a pod program. Uh, if you go to plantpurecommunities.org, uh, they have a beautiful pod program for independent groups. We wanted to create plant-based society with chapters for those people who didn't know where to start, right? They, they didn't know how to start a group themselves. 
and they wanted to be part of an organization which had resources they could build a website for them that could provide re speakers for them that could provide books and training materials for them they could provide brochures and flyers for them uh, so that they could just go out there and essentially evangelize the plant-based lifestyle right that's why we created plant-based society so it's a bit more involved more active mm -hmm. and with that in mind we we wanted to provide resources from books to training guides transition guides to uh, providing uh places where they could meet right find restaurants uh to coordinate speakers both online and in person as part of our speakers bureau so we wanted to provide uh, more support to people and we did this through the plant-based society so at, at plantbasedsociety.com we set up first an online directory and start to add resources there so it's a you can see a map uh, and you can search through different categories of books to training programs to even finding facebook groups right that are out there so many great support groups that are out there uh then we built some online training courses dr gregor uh, of nutrition facts dr michael gregor who wrote how not to die i asked him if i could use some of his videos so he said hey have at it so we took his videos and the training is free we're not charging for these training videos you know some courses uh, may come from authors who charge mm -hmm. and we may offer those but we have some free training classes as well which are online courses and we've basically taken some videos and put them in an order like diabetes how to fight type 2 diabetes right so we put those online training courses for free and then we started to build out the chapters so we started with the charlotte chapter and now we're building out the tampa chapter we've got uh, a couple hundred people now in a tampa florida chapter and then we've had people who want to start chapters in San Francisco and Moscow, Russia, to Washington, DC, to Chicago. So we're opening up those chapters as well, where again, we just need leaders. Mm. We need people who are as passionate. And I want people as passionate as me. Yes. I'm the benchmark. If you are as passionate as me, then you're good to go. Because the thing is, a chapter is only as good as the leader. Um, so we want people that are like, know what's at stake and are willing. We have a whole system. We have a, a wave system and, and which wave is the way we uh, evangelize or we promote the plant-based lifestyle. Wave is wake up, adapt, adopt the plant-based lifestyle, validate the, the lifestyle and then engage others. So we have this system called wave that we teach the leaders. And then when those leaders teach the members at the end of the day, plant-based society isn't designed to teach people. It's designed to put the information in front of people where they connect the dots. But in addition to connecting the dots, what we do educate people on is how to teach others. See the wave, a wave, a tsunami is not a one big wave. It's a wave built upon another wave built upon another wave. So this plant powered tsunami that we want to create is about educating others and helping people to connect the dots themselves, right? About right. the power of uh, plant-based eating and, and the vegan lifestyle. And then teaching them how to educate others. That's- That's fantastic. The community, that's the synergy, right? Synergy is the sum of the whole is greater than the sum of the individual parts. And so we believe that one plus one equals three. Sometimes mm. one plus one equals five because other opportunities come your way when you start to share this message so that's the plant-based society and we, we chose plant-based society for a reason 
people say vegan, 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 vegan. I said, listen, there are a ton of vegan societies out there and they do a freaking awesome job about spreading the vegan message. Mm -hmm. The challenge with a vegan society uh, is that, or a vegan organization that uses the term vegan in it, is that people that are just learning about plant-based eating for health reasons, again, vegan is more for the animals, right? For the health reasons, are intimidated often by the word vegan. True. There's some people don't know what it means. Some people will equate it to the spiritualism piece of not killing animals. And they're like, listen, I'm, I'm just in it for the health reasons. Now they may, like I did, find it as a gateway to learn and, and then go vegan. But the fact mm -hmm. is, sure if my if my end goal is to bring as many people as possible into the plant-based world and then share the other issues, right, of animal agriculture, it is easier to do it through a plant-based society. A plant-based society is not intimidating and we do not discriminate. The thing is, vegans, you're either vegan or you're not. You can't be 90% vegan. If you're 10% eating animals, you're not vegan. So you're either 100% vegan or you're 0% vegan. I don't care what people say. There is no in-between. However, <laughs> you can be 90% plant-based and 10% carnivore, or you can be 20% plant-based and 80% carnivore, right? And there's a journey. We believe everyone has a journey to go on, and we often connect the dots at our own speed, okay? So our job in the plant-based society is simply to help you along that journey. So we do not ask you, you can be a pure carnivore and join the plant-based society, and we'll educate you on why you should be eating more fruits and veggies and legumes and nuts and, and whole grains. We'll explain all of that to you, and then we'll educate you on some of the animals. We'll introduce you to some farm sanctuaries and invite you on some trips to some farm sanctuaries. And then we'll invite you to an environmental uh, excursion to the beach. And we learn about uh, the issues there or to the forest uh, around the Carolinas. You know, all of these events and activities are designed to help you connect the dots. But we don't care where you are on your journey. We are non-exclusive everyone is welcome to join the plant-based society. And that's the way. Now, from there, you may go, I want to get more involved with the vegan world and do this and that. Guess what? We have a bunch of vegan societies and information. Then in the directory, you can join those organizations. Where Again, there's too much infighting I see within the organizations around that I'm like, why are we fighting with each other? Are you kidding me? Why? Mm -hmm. People are upset at PETA. I'm like, you know, PETA's got some issues that, you know, you can, we can debate whether they should have had this ad or it's too sexy and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, okay, but they got some great information and some great guides. And some people need that kind of push. And like, okay. And then some people are on the opposite spectrum and they're all medical and they don't talk about animals and they don't talk about the science and they talk about the human growth factor and all of these different hormones and, and all these different books that mention nothing about animals. And I go, you know what? That's great info. Can I share that? Yes. Why, why, why? How do I say this? I, I don't want I want to say this nicely. I'm just gonna say it the way it is in my mind. Why bitch and moan yeah. about other organizations when we're all we really are on the same side? I've had organizations like there's an organization that talks about humane eating. Now they're all about the earth and sustainability. And yet on their their site, they talk about humane animals, the raising of animals for humane eating. And I go, 
Now, for me as a vegan, I'm going, there is no humane eating. But I go, listen, they have these great resources that talk about the impact of animal agriculture to the planet, or that talk about the environment in general. And, and they have these, I pull those stats. I pull those stats. Now, you're into the environment, learn more here. But, but again, I position everything to where we have resources available. At the end of the day, people are smarter than we give them credit for, right? Right. People will connect the dots. Yes. Depending on where they're at on their journey, they will then make the decision. Well, this organization also believes in this, so I'm not going to join. Let them make the choice. Right. We're all on the same side. So the plant-based society is designed on that same premise, that we will share information and connect people to different organizations as long as at the end of the day, we're all believing that we should we should be eating less animals, which I believe. I believe we should be eating no animals, but we should be eating. I focus more on the eat more plants yes. piece of it, eat more fruits and veggies, displace. Because at the end of the day, I will end up converting more people to a plant-based lifestyle to me than simply hammering at them and scolding them with a wagging finger and saying, shame, shame, shame on you. You know, you're eating all these animals. Sure. I think we will be more successful in transitioning more people to a plant-based lifestyle, educating them and teaching them how to educate others and how to, to connect, help other people connect the dots. Uh, then again, then simply uh, shaming them themselves. I, I, to me, there's a better way. I love that. And I, and I really love that you're bringing that up as far as how you are training other people to go out and teach more people, you know, in, in a positive manner. I know that, you know, thinking back to when I first in 2009, I read a book called Skinny Bitch, and that's what started to shake me awake to what was going on in the food system. And I had an emotional reaction to the information that I read in that book, specifically when, when it comes to the animals. So that became my big why. But I remember feeling, you know, I, I went through what, what Colleen Patrick Goudreau likes to uh, teach about as far as the different stages. It's almost kind of like related to the stages of grief, right? So we go through all these different emotions through, through part of that journey. And I remember kind of hitting this evangelistic stage where I just wanted everybody to know the information because I had, you know, not known it for so long as it related to the health and the environment, but particularly the animals that I cared for so much. And I just wanted people to know and not really having the tools or the effective communication skills about it, and which is really ironic because I actually, uh, I went to school for professional communications. So <laughs> that was my major. And I did not still feel very effective in my communication with the people around me as far as sharing this message in a positive manner in a way that I felt like could potentially um, reach more people in, in, a, in an effective way, if you know what I mean. Totally. So the tools that you're offering is so amazing. And um, it sounds like it sounds like the amazing way to accelerate the plant-based movement. And I know that's what you focus on with the plant-based society. So what are some tricks and tips that you could offer for listeners who also want to accelerate the plant-based movement? Well, as you know, I'm, I'm super passionate about this plant-powered tsunami. And I, it is a tsunami. And a tsunami is not coming. The tsunami is actually here. And so mm. in the plant-powered tsunami, 
uh, I do a presentation. I actually have a presentation available for download uh, that people can can download and share, and and I, I freely give it away. And within that, I have a bunch of stats, for instance, right, that talk about the tsunami being here and 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 uh, from a business standpoint, from the number of people that are going plant based and uh, that are uh, sharing the message. So it gives them hope that they're not alone and that there's movement. There's so much happening in the plant-based movement, not just in food, but in, in terms of uh, retail, in terms of uh, animal products, right? Uh, going away instead of leather, they're using fake leathers, for instance, you know, and then you've got uh, handbags and there's, so there's those, there's, and then you've got cleaners that no longer have, uh, you know, and cosmetics that no longer use animal products. So there's a whole movement, this plant-powered tsunami that's growing. So I show these stats so people can share that. But within the presentation as well, I have a system I mentioned earlier called WAVE. And I tell people, number one on the WAVE, the W stands for wake up. Wake up yourself first. Educate yourself. Watch the films that are out there from Forks Over Knives to Plant Pure Nation to What the Hell to Cowspiracy to Earthlings. There's a lot of different documentaries out there that you want to educate yourself on and read books. Another way to wake yourself up. I, I love uh, The China Study by Dr. T. Colin Campbell, A Whole by uh, Dr. Campbell as well. How Not to Die is probably one of my top favorite books as well because Dr. Gregory explains things in such a nice, easy way. And I watch, I listen to the audio version and I put in my CD player in the car. And when I'm driving, I just, I end up learning about how many berries I should be eating and nuts and and just really cool piece of information i'm like oh really so educate yourself wake yourself up okay attend meetings uh and meetups you know find you know different uh, organizations yourself if you need help with that we can help you with that but wake up okay, that's number one two adopt a lifestyle so the a in wave is adopt a plant-based life so if you woke yourself up you yourself should be eating more plant-based and there are a lot of reasons why you should be eating plant-based, but you know we provide information on why uh, you should be adopting a plant-based lifestyle and how to do that within the guide. Uh, three, validate the lifestyle. Not only do you adopt it, validate it. So what does validate mean? Validate the lifestyle means document your results. When you go plant-based, how do you feel? Keep a journal, maybe blog about it. You know how much a blog costs to start? <laughs> you go to wordpress.com, it's free. Free 99. Free. Did you hear that? Free. Free, free, free. It's free. Zero cost. Okay. To start a blog. Oh, Facebook. By the way, Facebook is a blog. That's in essence a blog. In LinkedIn, you can start a blog. You know how much it costs? Yeah, free 99. So adopt a plant-based lifestyle, but then validate it. You know, you got to validate your results. Uh, collect testimonials from people. So when you meet people that are going plant-based and you hear them, oh, yeah, I went plant-based and blah, 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 and I lost this much weight or I, you know, was able to to get rid of my type 2 diabetes in 30 days. Really? Oh, my gosh. Would you mind sharing that with me? You know, can I can I record you? Oh, how do you – I don't know how to record people. Yeah, it's called a, it's called a memo app on your phone. <laughs> And, Easy you know, peasy. Often, so convenient. Often it's free. So uh, <laughs> I don't know. How about you record that? You know, you can record a little message on your Facebook Live instead of talking about 
the politics then and why you you hate this person or or love this person uh why don't you record a little video with uh someone or yourself share your testimonial because you know how much facebook live costs oh yeah it's free so validate the lifestyle once you do that engage others that's the e in wave take the validation the videos the audios the text the blogs take all that information you validated and share it engage others social media is one way in social media you got facebook pinterest linkedin twitter youtube instagram you know how much those cost free so engage others share it share information from all these different sites where where can you get information from other sites a couple of places i love to go i love nutritionfacts.org number one i love that plant pure nation's got some great videos on the youtube channel go to plant pure nation tons of videos you know why uh i hosted a bunch of summits there's this, the plant pure summit uh had 60 speakers on plant-based nutrition lifestyle and healthcare. all these video interviews you can just click on it and share it of course nutrition facts got tons of videos PCRM.org's got a ton of videos from the Physicians Committee for Responsible Medicine from Dr. Neil Barnard. Uh, so take that information and share with others. Go to groups or start a group yourself. Go to meetup.com. Meetup.com's got a ton of different groups on plant-based lifestyle, vegan lifestyle that you can join. If there is no one in your town or city, start one. You know, if you need help, we'll help you start a plant-based society chapter. You know how much it costs to start a chapter? It's free. <laughs> free 99. So my point here is wave. You can be part of this wave and it doesn't cost a ton of money. Now, I will tell you, it takes time. It will take time. It takes energy and it takes passion. But listen, you know, I build training programs and I help coaches and speakers and authors to, to start their movement. So that's my day job, so to speak, right? And as that, I say you have passions, but when you align your passions with your mission, and they're not always the same, right? I have a passion for music. not always aligned with everything, but I now have a vegan band, the Tsunami Wave Riders, that's aligned with my mission. So now when you can take your passions and align it with your mission, it's super powerful. It's synergistic. And that then leaves a lasting legacy. Passion plus your mission equals a legacy. That's what we try to do here. And I'm offering you a chance right now. I'm inviting you to connect the dots yourself. I'm inviting you to leave a legacy of life for others to create a wave, to be part of this plant-powered tsunami to change the world because the world needs changing and it's going to change. We can accelerate that change because for every second, every minute, every hour that people don't have this life-saving message, there are people, there are animals, there is a planet that suffers every time you don't say a thing. So join the Plant Power Tsunami and let's create change together. That is so powerful and motivating and beautiful. And I can't thank you enough for sharing your amazing energy and wisdom with all of us here. Please tell us, how can we connect with you? For those of us that really want to be able to connect and find more about you and what you're working on. Sure. So first, I, I want to invite people to come to the Plant-Based Society website. So plantbasedsociety.com. 
is our website. You can go there and there is a contact us page there. So you can contact me through there. There's a form. Uh, my email address is info at plantbasedsociety.com. You can email me there as well. And uh, I invite people to download the presentation. So I have a, a presentation called Plant Powered Tsunami, how to accelerate the plant-based movement or how you can accelerate the plant-based movement. And you can download that for free. So you can download it, share it. Um, again, plantbasedsociety.com. And if you want to share this information, again, that top FAQ, top 10 questions people ask, or to put other people's email address there, you can go to plantbasedinfo.com as well. It takes you to the same page. It's, it's, it's all plant-based society. But I really want to invite people who want to start a chapter. If you want to start a plant-based society chapter in your town or city and don't know where to get started, don't have training, I don't care. You don't have to be a doctor to start a plant-based society chapter. You don't have to be uh, a leading advocate in plant-based nutrition or, or a vegan powerhouse. That's No, what, what we're looking for are people who are passionate about spreading the word. I can teach you how to educate people. I can't teach passion. You have to have that yourself. So that's what we're looking for. And we're only now really taking this and uh, message and starting chapters around not just the country, you know, in the U.S. I'm based in, in Charlotte, North Carolina. But we want to do this worldwide. We want to localize uh, in different languages around the world as well. I never do anything small. I go, I do things tsunami style, big and fast. Tsunami uh, so style, absolutely. Those who want to go big and fast, contact me. That's perfect. Well, thank you so much, Ronnie, for just helping people to step into their power and to support them in their leadership role to be able to create meaningful change and with all the different avenues that you provide for people to be able to do that and to provide that support. So thank you so much for that. And thank you so much for joining us on the show. Uh, aloha and mahalo for all the work you do, Stephanie. And again, congratulations on such a freaking awesome book. I really am I'm looking forward to, to seeing you more. Thank you so much. That was Ronnie Tsunami, co-founder of the Plant-Based Society. And that link again to download the Plant-Powered Tsunami presentation, which is the guide to help you accelerate the plant-based movement, is plantbasedsociety.com. And if you are as passionate about plant-based living as Ronnie is, and you're ready to go big and fast with growing the movement in your community, be sure to email Ronnie at info at plantbasedsociety.com and let him know that you heard it here on the Eating Like You Give a Damn podcast. If you found Ronnie's health transformation as incredible as I do, and you're looking for more inspiration like that, especially if you have a cultural background that is tied to certain chronic health conditions, go check out episode one, Fab the Vegan, who shares how he reversed his type two diabetes and reclaimed his life. If you like what you hear, please hit that subscribe button and consider leaving a review in Apple Podcasts. You can also snap a photo while listening to the show and post it to your favorite social media channel. And don't forget to tag Eating Like You Give a Damn on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. This helps to get the word out about plant-based living while also showing off just how cool you are for being a progressive rebel. Thanks for listening. And until next time, veg on rebels.